Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Resilience is My Beauty with yours truly, Tawanta J. How are you all doing out there, family? I hope everyone is doing good. You know what's up, girl? Come on in, come on in, come on in. <laughs> Get yourself comfortable. Go ahead and take off your sneaks, your sandals or what have you, and come on in the kitchen and grab you something cool to drink because <laughs> it's warm outside today. And uh, come on and sit down in our special room and prop your feet up. Take a deep breath in, exhale slow. What's up? (laughs) I know, right? I'm trying to get up there today, right? (laughs) What's going on, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome, 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 family. How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I hope you all are doing amazing. I hope you're doing well. And how's the weather out there? How is it? Okay, I know over here in the in the beautiful state of Michigan, it's all good. To, well, in certain parts of Michigan, I would say where I am right now, it's pretty decent. Uh, partly cloudy right now. I'm supposed to have a little rain going on later on. But other than that, we have been truly blessed with some nice, beautiful weather. And it has been a little warm. Yes, yes, yes. We had to turn on the, the AC a couple of days ago. But, you know, thank God we are doing well. We are doing well. How you guys are doing? I hope the weather is going well over there for you, too. And in spite of it all, you know, you're not able to truly enjoy it like we normally do, like we normally do. But, you know, hey, you are able to get up and to walk around and to, you know, and just enjoy it as much as possible, as much as you possibly can, whether it's just jogging, exercise, riding your bike or just walking in the neighborhood with your neighbor or friend or whomever, but just truly enjoying and embracing embracing uh the day. Uh, But you know what, y'all, I just want to get on here and just get right down to the nitty gritty and just start talking to you about uh, it's time to clean your house. Yeah, man, it's time to clean up, you know, because here it is. uh, Spring is just pretty much over basically, right? And, uh, you know, around that time of year, every year around spring season, anyway, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of people at the home start to do that, that annual spring cleaning. And how many of you out there are one of those individuals that definitely, you know, go up by that, you know, every year, it's a major, major work that needs to be taken care of in your house when it comes to uh, the spring cleaning thing and whatnot. And I know a lot of us probably, probably have been cleaning house since beginning of March, <laughs> right? Or since February or whatever. Uh, but you know, your house is pretty much clean now, right? Since we have been quarantined for quite a while. Um, but yeah, there still may be some areas in your, uh, in your life that, you know, you definitely have been putting off, right. And, uh, you didn't really didn't want to deal with it because it's just a little bit too complicated. It's just too much stress or what it's just too much. You just like, you know what? I deal with it another time, but you know how that goes. We keep putting it off and keep putting it off and keep piling in and keep piling on. And when it is time to deal with it, you know, it just, it's just like, Oh God, this is just so much, right. But yeah, I just wanted to come and talk to you about cleaning house and not so much just your, you know, the house that we live in, even though that's part of the whole, you know, that's included on the list. But more importantly, I'm talking about our house, you know, talking about our mindset and all those things uh, in, in that regard. And, uh, you know, being the stuff that we've been here, you know, in our homes with our families and loved ones and whatnot, and we really have not 100%, you know, started living our life accordingly the way we normally have that, you know, we've been put in this position of reset, you know, you know, reorganizing and rethinking some things and all those things like that. And like I said before, there's some things, you know, we can deal with easily. We can resolve it without with a snap of a finger. Right. But then there's some other issues. I know that a lot of us, we want to just not want to talk about. We just kind of run away from it. We don't want to, you know, handle it or anything like that, you know, but 
if it comes to you, um, you know, if it comes uh, to your face, up to your face every now and then, whether it's a conversation, whether it's an issue or whatever, I believe that this is something that we just have to, you know, put on our big girl panties, if you will, and we just have to go ahead and tough it out and deal with it. And I know for me personally, there are some issues in my life that has been an issue, it has been a problem for I won't say like a big, big problem, but it's been a problem, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it actually happened to me. Um, actually it happened yesterday or pretty much today, basically. But it's an issue that, you know, that, you know, it needs to be resolved uh, sooner than later. And later has already came and gone. And now, you know, I just believe that God is just pretty much getting my attention and, and you know, just really start to nip this thing down in the bud. But, you know, what is it in your life that, you know, that uh, that needs to be, you know, uh, needs uh, it's a, your attention. There are some issues, there's some problems, there, you know, whatever is going on in your life that definitely needs to, uh, to be taken care of, that needs to be um, talked about, need to be resolved. And, um, you know, it's time for us to just put the fear away and and just handle the issue. Um, and how many of you are in that situation right now? And, um, you know, because we start a new normal right now, we are in that, in that new phase right now, we start a new normal, the things that we used to do, honestly, it's just not going to work, um, in this new season in this new normal that we are learning to adjust, um, right now. So of course there are some issues that we've been experiencing in the past, you know, um, uh, month if not year if not years, um, you know, that we put, that we just pretty much, you know, put to the side or ignored, and now here it is, it just comes out of the woodwork. It just comes out in conversation or it comes out in some form or fashion. And you're like, oh my God, I just don't want to go through this no more. You know, you just want it over with. But at the same time, the process, you know, the whole process of it all can be so tiring and so annoying and so irritating and so stressful. You know, you just don't want to deal with it because of that reason. But at some point, you know, it has to be taken care of and know, you know, you ha it has to be dealt with. And I know a lot of times, you know, we just want to run away from, you know, run away from the issues, you know, run away from the problems and, and see if it basically will fix itself and how many of you have uh, dealt with that before, you know, you're like, if I just leave it alone, maybe it just fix itself. And you know, that's not true. It just doesn't work the way you think it's going to work. Um, expecting time to fix it. And it just doesn't work that way, you know, and especially if you have fear involved in this whole situation, it, it just gets worse. Um, but I believe this is the time right now. Like I said, I have been saying many times before, that it's reset time. It's time to adjust. It's time to reorganize and re-strategize. This is time just to really, just to deal with it. You know, this time to deal with it because, you know, God is with us and he is for us and he doesn't want us to, to continue to carry the weight, man, to continue to be stressed about anything anymore. This is the perfect time where we can really go ahead and consult God about all of the ugly stuff, all of the ir irritating things and tell him, you know, God, I just want this done. I want it done right. I want it done in order. I just don't want to go through the frustration and the headache of what I went through before. Right. And nine times out of 10, that's the issue. When, when we experience trying to fix something or to resolve something or try to deal with people or to resolve an issue with people. It didn't go out the way we had hoped 
or expected. The argument got even worse or, you know, things were said that kind of really hurt your feelings or what have you. And as a result of it, you just pretty much just left it, you know, raw and, and, and it's just, you know, no one pretty much apologized or try to, you know, try to uh, work it, work at it anymore. And here it is months or years later, you know, that situation or that issue is still unresolved, but it comes back to haunt you in a sense. It comes back in your face. It comes back in conversations. And at some point, you know, you just got to like, you know, I just want this thing done. I just want to just deal with it. Just, just handle the, the situation. It may not work out in my favor or it, it it may work, but it may not be exactly how I had hoped. But either way, I, I, I stuck it out. I fought it out. And I'm I, at least my slate is clean. At least I did my part. And that's the thing, guys. You got to understand that everything is not going to work out the way you had hoped or dreamed. The relationship that you had with that person may not be the same as it was before. But at least your your uh the, your part is clean. At least you you have a clear conscience. At least you can say you know with boldness and confidence because <laughs> you got backup. You know you got documentation. You got proof now that you did your part. That you took care of your responsibilities. That you took care of the issue. You took care of the problem. You took care of the of you know of the argument or whatever discrepancies, whatever issues that you get dealt with. You took care of it, and that's all God wants us to do. He wants us to go ahead and do what we need to do. What do what we're supposed to do, and what we cannot do anymore. God will take care of the rest from that point on, and that's just real talk. And that's and I'm in, and I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself because here's the issue with me. You know, I was born in 1968, so you already know my age now, right? But, you know, my name is a very unique name. And, of course, back in the in the 60s, of course, especially during that year, during 1968, it was very raw, very, very real, very real, of course, and very sensitive during that year because, of course, people were still grieving over the, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., if you remember that, right? And of course, you know, a lot of the major inner cities had retaliated, you know, they burnt their community down in stores. It was a lot of looter, uh, what is that, lootering or what have you, just a whole lot of stuff going on around that time. So, you know, I'm from the city of Newark, New Jersey. So back then, of course, it was pretty much the same type of, you know, type of heat going down at that time. And of course, you know, you know, um, when my mom gave birth to me, I really don't know how things were in terms of the hospital and all that stuff like that, you know, but my name is spelled different. My, and I don't think at that time (laughs) I could be wrong, but I know my name is spelled different versus the other Tawanas out there, you know, and my name is a T-W-O-N-T-A. It's Tawanta, right? T-W-O-N-T-A. No Tawanda, no Tawana, no, not, no Tawanda, nothing like that is Tawanta, (laughs) right? And, you know, uh, my father actually gave me that name, not my mom, but my father actually gave me that name. And I'm assuming I could be wrong, but I, I don't know who who screwed the name, who screwed up the spelling of my name, because on my birth certificate, it was not spelled that way. Now, I didn't know my name was not spelled correctly until at the time when I was getting married and I had to go ahead and, you know, get a copy of my birth certificate back home in Newark. That's when I came across, you know, the discrepancy. That's when I came across the incorrection of my name, the spelling of my name. And at the time I told my mom and my mom's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I was supposed to take care of that. I was like, mom, (laughs) you know, I'm like, for real? 
Now, this is before 9-11, y'all. This is before 9-11, okay? Because before 9-11, you know, everything was just pretty much like easy breezy in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And um, so it wasn't really, it wasn't really uh, a major, major issue to try to get, you know, to get your name changed or did, you know, to re, you know, to correct the spelling of your name, because that's all it was with me. I just had to get this, the spelling of my name, correct, not officially change my name to another name. You know what I'm saying? But anywho, um, it never got done. You know, it never got done. Um, you know, we got married, of course, and, you know, life moved on and had us to travel and all those other things of that nature. And of course, down through the years, it's, you know, it popped up every now and then. And eventually I did make, take the ownership to go ahead and try to get it resolved. And I did try to do that one time. And of course, being as though I was born in the 1960s, you know, um, my information was already in the archives, you know, and whatnot. So they had to really like dig deep because, <laughs> you know, there was no technology as advanced as it is today, of course. Right. So they, you know, nothing was done on a computer. Everything was all paperwork. And, uh, so Basically, I had requested that I just wanted just to, you know, uh, get my name corrected because it was spelled wrong. And just by two letters, just two letters, it was spelled wrong. <laughs> and the person who I talked to, you know, she said, OK, well, you know, fill out the application or the form or whatever she gave me at that time, in which I did. And um, and I and I remember, you know, all of the you know, all of the options that they had about even, uh, even about the one about, you know, if you want to get a name change, you want to completely change your name and no, I'm not trying to change my name. I'm just trying to, you know, change the spelling of my name. And, and that was it. So did my, did my part. And then hopefully, you know, hoping that things was going to be resolved. And then I don't know, maybe like a couple of weeks later after that, I got a letter in the mail and they declined that offer. They declined it. They did not do it. They said, because if you want to change your name, you have, you have to fill out another form to legalize that basically you get changing a whole different name. So I'm like, what, you know, and now, you know, since, you know, since nine eleven had occurred and everything, everything just pretty much just got totally strict. You know, it was just tight wad, you know, everything was just like, you know, you had to cross your T's and dot your I's. There was no skipping anymore. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it was like that. It was being done on purpose, but you know, things were just so much different and you had to follow protocol in so many different ways now. And it just kind of really discouraged me at that time, you know, because I was really, I mean, it was even a process just trying to go through that, man. It was just a process trying to go through that. And here I find out I'm getting denied because, you know, you know, uh, because I, I had to basically change my whole name. And I think the thing bugged me was the, it, what bugged me was that I never used that, that, that name that was on that birth certificate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's not like I was using that name and then using the name I'm using now. I was like, that never existed. That never happened. You know, my mom spelled my name the way how I spell my name. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, you know, it just been a, a sore, uh, just been a, a issue for, you know, time and time and everything. And I just did not want to continue to just get defeated on that thing. And it was already at that time in my life, I was already going through some additional issues going on in my life too. So it was just like, it was just like a strain for me. But of course, you know, here it is now that, you know, being a stove where everyone is, you know, seeking unemployment, well, getting unemployment or whatever and whatnot. Of course, here it is, the letter pops up and they need proof and all this stuff about my name and everything in which I went on ahead and took, you know, took care of the proper protocols and all that stuff like that. But, you know, my husband was saying, which in a way 
he was kind of right about that. I just didn't want to hear it. But at the same time, he was kind of right. He said, you know what? You really need, we, we really need to um, go ahead and just nip this in the bud and take care of it now. You know, just go ahead and get this thing over with. So we don't have to, or you don't have to basically, you know, I don't have to go through any issues or any setbacks or anything like that in the near future. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and then it dawned on me a little bit more just to, just to let that marinate in my spirit. You know, I said, I wonder, I said, God, you know, are you bringing this to my attention now to really get this thing, you know, just to get it resolved once and for all. And this time God has a, he has a plan on how to get it resolved. You know what I'm saying? And it won't be as stressful or as strainful or tiresome or aggravating or anything like that. Because see, when God takes care of it, it's always easy. It's a stress-free movement. It really, really is. When God's involved and you allow him to take control, it is an easy movement. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to stress about anything. God has it all under control. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, you take the necessary steps and what you cannot do from that, for, for that point on, God will handle the rest. Then guess what? It's smooth. It's a, it's a smooth sailing from that point on. And so, you know, I'm like, you know what, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to humble myself right now and I'm not going to allow my emotions or my irritation or the memories to get the best of me and, you know, and freak me out to the position where I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to be bothered. I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't want to da, 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 da. You know, I'm just going to trust God on this and, you know, and let him handle it the way he knows how to handle it. Because here's the bottom line. God gave me the name. God gave me this name. He knew what to call me. He gave this name to my father and my father gave this name to my mother and my mother gave the name to the nurse, which unfortunately that nurse did not comprehend my name very well. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with Chica back in that day, but Miss Dane did not spell my name right. She just took it upon herself just to give me a whole new name, a whole new identity, honey. Okay. That sidebar right there. But, <laughs> you know, but think back in the day, 1968, and I really don't know. I really don't know of the hospital that my mom, you know, where my mom had me or whatever. I, I, don't, I know the hospital doesn't exist anymore, but I don't even remember to this day the name of the hospital. There are a couple of hospitals that's, that I am very familiar with that is still there to this day. And if it was one of those hospitals, I would have remembered. You know, I would have been hands down. Oh, yeah, that's the hospital because that's a name that a lot of people that is from New, from Newark area, they would know that hospital on point, you know. But that was at the hospital that I was born at the time um, and whatnot. But, you know, it, th those kind of things. And I'm bringing this up to you guys because there may be some issues that you had you know, dealt with in the past and you did your part, you know, you did your part and you knew it was going to be kind of tedious or whatever, but you did it anyway and hoping that things was, was going to work in your favor. But unfortunately you get, you know, you get slapped back with the, with the rejection or, you know, somebody says, no, I don't want this relationship or no, you know, no, you're not good for this position or no, you know, whatever it is. And it, and it really hurts you, you know, because you just thought that things were just was going to work. You thought things was, was going to be cool. And here it is. Nothing was resolved, you know, and every now and then you bring up that same subject or that same person in an argument or conversation. And it, it makes you feel uneasy or uncomfortable or whatever it is. And you just try to avoid it at all costs. But now here it is a new day, a new season in our life that we are preparing that God is preparing us for, honestly. And there's some things in our life that God wants us to take care of that he does not want us to bring into this new season, this new normal that we are preparing ourselves for. And we have to actually, you know, humble ourselves and just really listen to God and say, God, okay, 
since this is brought up to my to my to my attention, instead of me just getting all bent out of shape, help me, O oh Lord, to just you know be quiet and to listen to you and to follow your direction is what I need to do because I trust you enough that you will resolve this for me. It's already done. You know, I'm not trying to you know, trying to do anything fishy or funny or anything like that. No, this is the name that I knew that I grew up on. This is the name that, you know, <laughs> that I signed, you know, my, my homework or whatever, you know, ever since I was a young kid, you know what I'm saying? How my name is spelled is how my mother spelled it. You know, it's not how it was spelled on, on the birth certificate, but this is how my mama spelled the name. But it's just unfortunate at that time, my mom just really didn't think about it after the fact, you know, and she was raising me by herself. And even though my father was in my life, they were not married or anything or what have you, but my father was still there to take care of his responsibilities of helping my mother and all that stuff and raising me. And that's all good and everything, you know, but of course, you know how it is. Life happens, things happen in your life. And especially you being a, a single mom for the first time and you trying to get yourself established in your life and everything, you know, that thing don't, you know, that little issue right there is not important. It's important, but it's not important, you know, but here it is, you know, Back here I am now in my life where I'm ready to move forward in things and do things and even travel, even travel, not just in, you know, from state to state, but to travel all over the country, all over the world, go back to Europe again. You know, I have to get this, get this situation resolved. It's easy in my mind, but it can, it, it, the process can be so devastating sometimes and so annoying. But as I said before, you know, I need to, you know, just ask God to eliminate all of the, the past experience, all of that stuff out of my head and just focus on the promises of what God said he was going to do. And that's what I want to share with you all. Whatever issues that you've been dealing with before that you pretty much try to put, you know, in the back burner because it was just too painful, it was just too stressing, it was just too overwhelming. Maybe this is the time for you to go ahead and just deal with it now. If it has been brought up to your attention or if it has been brought up in conversation or if you have received a letter or something and you know you know that this issue has been a, a sore thumb <laughs> in your life for a while, don't take it as a as a as a threat or take it as like, oh God, this is stressing me out and I haven't even opened up the letter yet, you know? <laughs> or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just say, Lord, help me through this. Help me through this because you automatically know what's up. As soon as you open up the letter and you know, you're like, oh, heck, here we go again. <laughs> you know, that's how I felt yesterday when I opened up the letter. It's like, oh, Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for this, you know, and you don't have time for it, you know, uh, but it can be resolved and, and knowing God and God knows how you feel about the situation. He knows how much it has really distracted you and hurted you and, you know, and all those things. He's willing to help you if you just let him, if you just let him and you allow him just to take care of it because he knows exactly how to, you know, get into the heart of man better than we do. Okay. He knows exactly how to change that person's uh, conversation, change that person's attitude. He knows how to do it. Okay. Better than we know how to do it, you know? So, you know, that's the thing. He wants us just to completely trust him, you know, and just continue on living your life and trust and believe it's already done. It's already done. If you have a beef with somebody in your life, you know, with a relative or a cousin or somebody, and that issue never been resolved because somebody, you know, you think of one thing, they think of another thing, you know, and half of the stuff that you're thinking about is not even true. You know what I'm saying? It's all just made up in your mind, you know, just false information that the devil just, you're just putting in your head, right? 
you know, and, and, and it has caused strife. It has caused separation. It has caused confusion, you know, in the relationship and whatnot, even in the family, you know, and it's been going on for, for God knows how many years, man. And now it's time to squash that. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to just heal from that, you know? And like I said, it's not, the, the relationship may not, uh, turn up the way you hope. Maybe that person is not willing to give you a hug right away or, or accept your forgiveness or what have you. But the bottom line is you done your part. That's all it is because you don't have to carry that weight no more. You've done your part. You, you own up to it. You spoke your truth about it. You deeply, sincerely apologize for it or whatever. If, if it was on you, if you caused this, uh, this, this situation or whatever, whatever went down, you, you take ownership of what you contribute. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you just let it, and you just say, listen, I, I'm sorry or whatever, and just let it go. And if that person's still not willing to accept your apologies or whatever, then you know what? Don't carry that weight. Don't carry that, man. You know what I'm saying? You you can't afford that. <laughs> That's something that they got to deal with. That's something they got to heal from. You know what I'm saying? That's on them this time because now the ball is in their court. You know, you carried that ball for too long. Now you better let go of that ball. It's time to clean house. It's time to clean house. And you are in the position now where you want your house to be clean. You know, your heart, you want your heart to be clean and all those things, right? So yeah, definitely, you know, if that's something going on in your personal life right now, I highly recommend that you guys go ahead and make that move um, and start, uh, you know, resolving some issues and some problems. And even if it's not about a person and maybe something about a job or, you know, or some other, some other personal issues that you've been uh, dealing with for a while, whatever it is, you know, you do your part. You try to fix it. You try to correct it. Just like I try to correct my name, try to get that all established and correct and whatnot. And it didn't work out like I had thought at that time. And it didn't hurt my feelings and, and whatnot. Cause I was really hoping that this was going to be done and it didn't happen the way I thought. And I carry that with me for years, you know, the fear of getting rejected, the fear of going through this headache and, and whatnot, you know, and all that stuff. So if you are dealing with something similar to, to my situation or whatever, um, you know what, you do your part, do what you're supposed to do. Just like currently now, um, you know, I did my part with the letter needed me to do, because of course I can't go directly to them face to face because nothing is open right now. But I can go ahead and do that other part that they requested me to send all the make uh, the important documents of proof and all this other stuff, and that's what I did. And you know, and just trust God that whoever the person that re- that retrieves that information, that God is already changing the heart of them. God is already changing their mindset. God is already put pouring compassion over them. God is you know dealing with that person right now. Okay. And that's just how it should be, you know, and you just say, God, I thank you for a new change. I thank you, you know, and all these things or whatever it is. So I hope this is blessing you right now in terms of the, uh, the issues that you might be going through. The next thing that you need to clean up is your mindset. And that pretty much is something that we got to do on a daily basis, guys, on a daily, daily basis, you know, you know, and then the word it says, be, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, don't, don't um, be conformed to this world. Basically, you know, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to what they think and how they think, 
You know, don't don't start allowing all the stuff that you hear on the news, you know, to really start to take hold in your mindset. And then you start to meditate on that stuff, man. Don't do that. You know, I mean, yeah, it's important to be aware of what's going on in your community and what's going on in the country and what's going on in the states and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you know, you at the same time, you like, you know, I'm I trust God. Bottom line. You know, yeah, this is going on, but this is not going to take place in my house. You got to speak against those things. You know, you got to open up your mouth and say, oh, no, that ain't going to happen to me. Oh, no, that's not coming in my home. Oh, no, that's not happening in my finances. You know what I'm saying? All these things that people are spewing out about, you know, in the next several months, then you're going to have to owe the money back to the government. The money that you are getting now, you're going to have to pay them back. And since you've been behind four months behind the rent or the mortgage, now you're going to have to cough up that additional four months along with the money that you owe and all this other stuff that they've been talking about. And that's hearsay. That's not concrete information. That's not written down on paper. It's not a contractual kind of information. You know, people just coming up all kinds of stuff to cause panic and fear and anxiety and all this stuff like that. So Definitely, this is a daily thing that we need to do every day in terms of cleaning our house or cleaning our mindset. It's by getting to the word of God and just allowing his word to, to minister to us and knowing who we are in Christ, knowing that we are covered by the blood of the lamb, knowing that everything is all taken care of as far as our, our present life and our future life, knowing that God has already established a lifestyle for us, that we don't need to worry or fret or be, or be concerned about tomorrow. You know, all these things. He said, why do you worry? Why are you worrying about these things? Why are you worrying about the, about whether or not are you going to have enough food on the table, worrying about whether or not you're going to have clothes on your back. Why are you worrying about that stuff? You are no, you are, you are just as valuable as the birds in the air and all these things. Right. And we got to look at that. We got to really allow that to minister to us so we can calm ourselves down. You know, bottom line, we need to calm ourselves down and not be stressing ourselves out, man, over what is going on, what's taking place currently in our society, currently in our personal life, currently in our finances or in our in our relationship with our children or whatever. There's a lot going on and it's going to continue to go on. But what are you going to do about it? Are you going to are you going to continue to live in a stress, worried life? I, I, I can't do that. I want to live for a long, long time. And there's a lot of people who are past, you know, who are in their 90s or if not 100 year old, 100 years old. And they are looking and sharp looking and their mind is strong and people want to know, well, what did you do? How are you? How are you living your life? And all these things, because they, they, they're not stressing. They're not, you know, carrying the weight of the world, man. They're just not. They have a clear mind. <laughs> they are embracing life and they're embracing it more abundantly. Now, I mean, I guarantee probably in their younger years, in their 20s or 30s, they probably had that moment of worrying and being anxious about some things. But I guarantee you, as they got older in life and they experienced some things in life and they met Jesus somewhere down that down that path of that journey of their life, they just said, you know what? I release all my cares to God right now because he said in his word to cast all your cares, all your worries, all your fears, all your doubts, all your anxiety, all your frustration, all your anger, all your everything to him period period that's just self-explanatory man you know god does not want us to worry or be thinking about anything except him boom period in a discussion <laughs> that's it man 
That's all he wants us to think about is him because we supposed to be praising him. We supposed to be, you know, talking about the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for you. You know, we supposed to, you know, when we have conversation with our friends, you're like, man, I remember back in the day, this is it, but God had stepped in right on time and he did this for me. He did that for me and everything. And I know some people will probably be like, man, you know, you know, that's just too much. That's too much. It's too much. Well, well, it may be too much for you, but it's, it's enough for me. Cause I thank God for what he's did for my life. I thank God that what he got me from, cause I could have been in a whole situation, whole different situation. I could have been in jail. I could have been in prison. I could have been in, in, I could have been in the pit in hell. I could have been in my grave or whatever, but it was for the goodness of Jesus Christ that had got me through this mess, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and we need to be, we need to be more vocal on that. We don't have time to be or quiet and, you know, and say, oh, yeah, you know, he's good. God is good. You know that? No, God is amazing. Come on with it. Huh? Come through. Come through. For real. For real. I get joy when I think about what God has done for me. You know what I'm saying? Because, listen, if we can open up our mouth and be all bold and boisterous and loud when it comes to serving the enemy, when we out in the club and we out there doing our thing, like, hey, this my giant. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. Then why can't we be the same way when we come to, to, you know, thinking about the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for your life? And I'm just being real. You know, call me, you know, that old holy roller all you want to. I really don't care what you call me, boo, you know, but I'm just thankful what God has done for my life. I'm just grateful what he has done for my family life, what he's done for my mother. Okay, come on, somebody. If he hasn't done anything for you, you better think about your parents. Think about somebody that you love very deeply and you saw the issues and the struggles that they gone through and ain't nobody but the grace of God that got them out of that death warrant. Come on, speak the truth. Okay. <laughs> And you gotta have you have you cannot say that it was your your doing or anybody else's doing. That was God. That was God. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta constantly renew our way of thinking. We gotta constantly clean our mindset. Because I'm telling you, when you wake up in the morning, guess what? The devil's right there waiting to talk to you. For real, for real, man. He's right there, ready to pounce on you. He's ready to go ahead and just talk some stuff. That you know let me tell you something. The devil's aggressive. You don't know that by now, you better know. He is so aggressive. Right. But we got to be even more just as aggressive. We got to go ahead and open up our mouth and say, I am the righteousness of God. God has healed me, delivered me, saved me from my sins. And he still continues to save me from my sins. My yesterday, today and my future sins. God loves me. He's not judging me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because he, the enemy will come in your mind and start rehearsing some of the stuff that you used to do that you didn't do right and this, that or whatever. And then he starts telling you stuff that you ain't no good and you ain't good enough and this, that or whatever. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Come on, somebody. And you got to open up your mouth and, and go ahead and have to speak the, to the devil and say, listen, nah, devil, let me tell you something. Like for real, for real. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know what I'm saying? I'm fully equipped to do what God has called me to do. Come on, somebody. You know, and you and you have to do that. That's how that's how you renew your mind. That's how you renew your way of thinking. That's how you clean house. That's how you clean your house, man. Right. The third thing you need to do is to clean your heart. We got we got to do that, too, man. We got to clean our heart. There's so many people right now that are, whoo, man, there's so many people that are heartbroken, that are just, man, carrying the weight of pain and rejection and anger and bitterness. Oh my God. You would think you would have thought that being as though that we have been, you know, quarantined for four months or whatever, that, you know, it would kind of soften people's heart a little bit. And especially people dying left and right, 
You would think that this this COVID-19 would have had made a major change and shift in other people's life. Those who were always, you know, not not so friendly and kind, but now they become that way. And I'm not saying it hasn't happened because I'm pretty sure there's some people that really did made a 180. And they really say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need a new heart. I, I know that has happened. But, you know, still, there's a lot of people out there that are still carrying the weight of, of anger and hate and jealousy and resentment and all of that stuff, man. And uh, as you all well are aware of what has been going on through social media and what's been going on in the news about the about the the, the man that got um, uh, that got um, uh, that that got murdered, if you will, in my it's blatant, it's blatantly uh, what it was by the police officer when he had his knee on that brother's back like that on his neck, actually. You know, you would think that that man, that police officer would have had some compassion, if not him, maybe, you know, the the other police officer or anybody for that matter. Even the people who was the bystanders, who was watching this, who was actually recording this. They was also saying like, man, can you just get off him? He's trying to breathe. Even the man was saying he was trying to breathe, you know, and all these things. He just needs some water. He was just he was really seeing death right there, right there, man. He was seeing death. And the police officer would not let go. My God, my God. And the man was already cuffed. But here's the thing. The man didn't even do anything wrong from the get go. I, I, I did a little more. I did a little more digging last night and I was trying to figure out well, what what got him into this, in this situation and come to find out for what I read. I don't know how accurate or true it is, but they said that, you know, the, the person at the grocery store had called the police because they had assumed that that young man was writing false checks. I've never heard of people will actually call the police and, you know, because a person write a false check. But that's what they that's what it was said. But, of course, that never was true. You know, he if he was writing a check, that was never you know, the case or whatever. But like I said, I don't know how accurate or, you know, that information was, but that's what I read. And, um, but it just got worse. And then I saw a video was another video they had of where he was sitting on the ground, I think by the store and the uh, other police officer, not the one that had his knee on his neck, but the other guy, um, um, he, uh, picked him up from the floor and he already, he was already, um, uh, handcuffed. And, um, you know, and I pretty much, you know, I was just really getting a little irritated by the whole situation, but you know, one thing just led to another, unfortunately, one thing just led to another. So things just happened. Things just happened where, you know, it just got really, really bad, you know, and people that was right there watching the whole entire thing, they watched the whole entire thing. And I mean, I just... I like, where's the compassion here? Where, 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 where's the compassion, man? I mean, why can't you just lift your knee off, you know, off this brother so he can breathe? But the baby died right there. The, he, he died right there. He was non-responsive when they finally put him on, that, on, on the stretcher into the ambulance. And the next thing you know, the man died. He was already gone anyway. You know, and yeah, it's very angering and it's very frustrating. But at the same time, it's very sad. It's very, very sad. And, you know, there's a lot of us out here that are hurting right now. 
There's a lot of us right now that are still, you know, holding on to a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness, a lot of pain, a lot of resentment. And it's not even just with this incident, of course, but there's other incidents that's, that's been spiraling on, you know, on the internet and whatnot through social media and everything. And a lot of people just doing some crazy, thoughtless, careless, you know, just stupid things, man. And it's causing people's lives. It's causing, you know, it causing their lives too, as well. You know, I mean, they're thinking that, you know, they, they throw that boomerang and it's going to hit that person that they're accusing, but not realizing that that boomerang does come back to hit you even harder, you know? And as a matter of fact, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people realize that now they lose their job, they, their, their credibility and all this stuff and everything. But, you know, it's just the heart. It's like, what's in your heart? What is the purpose? What is the motive in your heart? You know, and like I said, a lot of people are just so angry. A lot of people are carrying so much anger and so much pain. It's just unbelievable to me. But this is the time that, you know, um, we definitely need to stay prayed up, man. We got to stay prayed up. And this is the time too, that we ask God, Lord, clean my heart out. Come on, somebody. It's time for, it's time to get that checked up, you know, because you can't go no further, you know, into the next assignment in your life until you take care of your heart. Because you're going to come around some people that's going to try you, honey. You're going to come around some people that just not going to be friendly. You're going to come around some situation that's really going to test your patience. It's going to test you, okay? And you definitely need to be in a, in a different mindset, hello, in a different position to be able to handle those issues and those problems or those persons, you know, and not go back into the street life, you know, and, and, and start talking crazy and say, you want, oh, don't play with me. You don't know me, you know? <laughs> Cause it's so easy for us to go in that, in that moment, right? It's so easy for us to go ahead and, and just go off like that. But at the end of the day, we just as foolish as they are. You know, we, we didn't resolve anything, you know, it's just our pride or whatever it is. You know, I'm not saying that we just don't say nothing to defend ourselves, especially if somebody's accusing us for something wrong, you have every right to speak your truth, you know, but don't go blatantly, you know, totally crazy and just start doing stuff that, you know, that is, that's going to get you in jail or God forbid, it's going to get you killed. You know what I mean? Um, and all those things, but you know, the bottom at the end of the day, it's the heart that really matters because God looks at the heart. That's what he looks at. He's not looking at the outer appearance of man. We, the world does that. We look at the outer appearance of people. And that's why a lot of us have so many insecurities about ourselves because of what other people have been saying about ourselves. And especially when it comes to us women and sisters out there, you know, we don't, we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. We still struggling. We still struggling with that to this day. We don't see ourselves the way God sees us. And God sees us as a beautiful, beautiful uh, creature, a beautiful creation. Come on. But I guarantee you, a lot of you just like, mm, I don't know. I, I, mm. I don't know. I, I'm some, I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, we may have gained some weight and, you know, we had to go through some uh, surgical procedures and stuff like that or whatever and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, we got to, we have to let go of that. We have to let go of that. I was, as a matter of fact, I'm, and I'm being real with you and raw. You know how I am. As a matter of fact, man, I was upstairs with my daughter, my oldest daughter. We was looking at some pictures and everything. And I was just showing her some of the pictures of me, you know, growing up. And when I was a little kid and stuff. And pretty much I haven't really changed. And my features still the same. I mean, I have aged some, of course. But I'm overall, I still look the same. You know, thank God for the genes and the family and all of that. 
but even then, you know, when I was like a, like a teenager and I was like in my early twenties and all that stuff, you know, I was a little small frame chica, you know what I'm saying? I was fly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all that good stuff. And I was saying, oh man, I wish I could go back to this size and this, that or whatever, you know, now my college years when I was, you know, wearing those pretty mermaid dresses and everything like, hey, come on girl, you know, <laughs> Child, let me get in those mermaid dresses today. Hey, oh Lord, mm-mm, child, no. But, <laughs> but you know, my oldest daughter, you know, she she's so old school. She has that old school spirit in her, and man, she just have to correct me every time. She's like, "Mom, stop it. You're fine. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're stunning." Okay, and I'm like, "Yeah, all right." Like, excuse me, excuse. And she telling me, "Excuse me." Okay, who the parent? Who the parent? You know. <laughs> but she's like, excuse me, excuse me. What, what did you say? <laughs> and you know, I'm playing around along with her and everything, you know, but you know, I thank God for her because I don't take that for granted. I really, really don't. I don't take that for granted because I sometimes believe God ministers, uh, through people. And I truly believe he ministers through my children to remind me of the beauty of who I am. You know what I mean? Because that's how God sees us. But we also have to, you know, go and, and be in, a, in alignment with him as well. When we see ourselves, we got to automatically say, girl, you fly. Girl, you are gorgeous. You are totally fine. You are beautiful. You are God's creation. Because when God creates something, it's beautiful. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect image in his image. Yes. Right. And you got you to gotta keep saying that to yourself. Even though you may have gained 50 pounds, child, even though you may have a little extra stomach or whatever. But if you've been blessed to have a spouse that loves you regardless of how much you aged or how much gain, how much weight you gained, and he still sees you sexy and fly, girl, come through, come through, come through. You don't need to worry about what anybody else says outside your house, outside that door of your house, for real, for real. You don't need to be concerned about that no more. But if it's you, you the one that's still beating yourself up because, you know, you've been, you know, you haven't been consistent in taking care of your body and taking care of your health or whatever, then you need to ask God to help you with that. Cause I, I'm guilty with that too. You know, um, you know, God is willing to help us if we, if we make the first step and, and when we make the step, we got to keep moving. <laughs> You know, we make that first step and then we stop again and we stay stuck. No, we got to keep going, man. We got to keep going and, and, and stay consistent. Yeah, you may miss it, you know, miss it every now and then. But once you remember, just go ahead and like, okay, let me go ahead and do my planks. Let me go ahead and do my sit-ups. Let me go ahead and do, you know, my jumping jacks or whatever that it is that you said you was going to do. Even if it's just one exercise, if not two, stick with that, Right. Okay, if you at the stage of your life where you in your mid 40s or if not early 50s or whatever, you know you're not able to do some of those aerobics anymore like you used to back in the day when you were in your 20s and 30s cuz some of those aerobics is just not good for us for us sisters out there. I mean, I can do it if I put my mind to it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. What who 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 am I fooling? You know? <laughs> I love my Zumba and I and I love music anyway. I love the dance and all that good stuff, but I know how much I can handle. I know how much I can handle, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, get up with, you know, with the younger generation and jumping around and prancing around. I ain't doing all of that, but I know what I can do and I'm going to do, you know, do those things and I'm going to, you know, stay consistent on those things 
And eventually I would start seeing some improvement, you know, with my, with, with my, with my body. Right. But at the end of the day, though, it's all about the heart. It's all about how you see yourself. Do you love yourself? You know, and that's another thing, too. A lot of us sisters are still dealing with that. A lot of us sisters don't love ourselves. We don't love what we see in the mirror. You know, we see the scars, not just the physical scars, but we see the scars of our past. We see our mistakes. We see, you know, the insults. We see the regrets and all of these things. And and that's why I'm saying you you definitely need God to heal you from your brokenness. You need God to heal you from rejection. You need God to heal you from that hurt and that bitterness. Whatever you've been carrying in your heart for so long, it's time to get delivered and heal from that. Because you can't go no forward in life with that pain. I'm just being honest with you. Because you're going to continue on accusing and assuming and jumping to conclusions when someone says something to you. And they're not saying anything to reject you to cause rejection or cause any kind of malice in your life. But you're going to assume that they, that, you know, they don't care about you or, they, or they're attacking you or they don't like you. And, and it's not even the truth. That's not even the case. But that's your pain. That's your memory. That's the past that's coming up and causing all this confusion and all this strife. And then you want to know why your relationship is not, is not solid. But it can be, though. It can be, right? And only God is the perfect heart surgeon. He's the one that can give you a brand new heart. He's the one that can do it for you if you want him to. That's the thing. Do you want him to do that? Do you want to start living your life with pure love from now on? Right? Why not? Why not make that happen? I know I do. Come on, somebody. Because, you know, when you get at a certain age in your life, especially when you get in your 50s, after a while, you just don't really don't have the energy or the stomach, to be honest with you, to deal with a lot of foolishness anymore. You know, because you've been there, done that. You, It's just too much. And you want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life, man. You want to live a rich life. You want to live a a prosperous lifestyle, for for real, for real. You want to live God's life, the Zoe life, right here on earth. And it is possible to do that. It's possible to have that. Whatever Whatever you desire, whatever you desire in your heart, you know, God will make that happen. If we say in Jesus' name, I want to live a long, healthy, prosperous Zoe life, God will make that happen. But it's up to you. It's up to you, right? And in order for that to happen, then that means you got to get rid of things. You got to get rid of people in your life. You're going to have to just separate yourself from people that is toxic, that is that is just not, they're not serving, you know, love to you. They're not serving gratitude. They're not serving appreciation. They're not serving, you know, uh, compassion to you, man. All they're serving on that nasty platter is, is, is grief and rejection and torment and, you know, and bullying and all kinds of stuff. You don't need that. You don't need that tarnished stuff in your life. You had enough of that. Now you, you, you want, you want the five star presentation and only God can be the one to, to give you that. Right. Because when you, when he starts to clean your heart, guess what? You are able to do the same thing for others. You'll be able to come sincerely and purely at heart and, and, you know, presenting yourself in a loving way towards people, especially those who are hurting too, because we're supposed to be a blessing to others, not a blessing to ourselves. We supposed to serve people, you know, serve them, not just with the money, but serve them with, you know, with the gift of encouragement. You know, that's, that's one of the spiritual gifts right there. You know, serve him with the gift of being a teacher, 
you know, serving with the gift of, you know, being that, that leader, that minister, we are supposed to serve people, serve them with love and, and show God's love, you know, through our actions, through our response, you know, and whatnot. And, and it doesn't require a whole lot. It doesn't require a whole lot of work. It really, really doesn't. And I get it. I get it. I get it. When you give your heart to people and they slap you back with a nasty word or with a middle finger or whatever, you know, immediately, you know, you, you flip that script and you ready to pounce. <laughs> Just keeping it real. I get that. But even with those who persecute you, you still got to love them. And that's in the word of God. Jesus said that those who persecute, you still love them. You feed them. You cover them. Come on now. And I know that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. But here's the thing. When you know that's too hard for you to do, then you know God has to do it. Because you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. You know, it's not even going to last because you've been there, done that. (laughs) You tried it. I'm going to hold my peace. But if that child says one more thing, oh, that's it. That's it. (laughs) You know? And then, it, and then it becomes, you're like, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I haven't been a Christian all my life <laughs> and all this craziness, you know, and, and we both, we all need our hearts clean out, man. We all need to ask God to, you know, uh, purge us and clean us out so we can be fully prepared and fully ready to do um, you know, what God has called us to do and do it with joy and do it with gladness and not have anything that will restrict us or confine us to truly, you know, serve the people of God with a pure heart. Right. So yeah, everybody, it's time to clean up. It is time to make that move. You know, it's time to do your spring cleaning and all those good things. I mean, some of you probably have been cleaning ever since, uh, you know, since God knows what, four months or whatever, and you don't have really nothing else to clean. But, you know, since you have taken care of your physical house, now it's time to take care of, I mean, your 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 house as far as your, your roof and your four walls and what you're living in. It's time to take care of your house spiritually. It's time to take care of your ho- your mindset, your heart, you know, um, your emotions, all of that. It's time to clean up, guys, so we can start, you know, um, allowing God's love to come out and um, really make a difference in this world, you know, because love definitely, definitely can, you know, um, trump hate real quick, for real, for real. But we have to, uh, you know, really get our get our house in order. How many of us have been saying that or heard that down through the years? You know, it's time to get our house in order. It's time to get your house in order and all this other stuff. And that is so, so true. And not just do that one time cleaning. You know, like I said, the renewing of the mind is every day. That's just not when you are going through something. No, we got to renew our minds daily. Because as I said before, when you wake up in the morning, the devil's right there waiting to talk to you and tell you, okay, it's time to do this. It's time for you not to do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. Da, 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 da. You know? And you got to get up at the same time and say, no, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go ahead and be consistent. I'm going to go ahead and execute this plan. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, and give God glory. I'm going to go ahead and praise him. I'm going to go ahead and, and be, you know, have fun with my kids or, or whatever it is that you, that you have made up in your mind that you're going to do. Because once you have made up your mind that you're going to go ahead and follow God's plan, you know, guess what? The enemy is going to come in and try to distract you, try to trick you, try to manipulate you, try to, you know, you know, uh, lie on you or lie to you and all those things. And you got to know how the enemy works. You know, you got to know how he works and you got to let him know how you work because <laughs> you got God in you. 
Come on, somebody, right? So listen, y'all, I hope this blessed you. I hope this truly, truly came right on time for you today or this week. I hope this really had you to really start thinking about cleaning house and really getting your life in order as you should. And, you know, and start really enjoying and start preparing for what God has in store for all of you, for all of us out there. Because I know God is, he's working on a new thing, man. He's working on a new thing in our lives. He's working a new thing in your ministry. You know, he's working a new thing, you know, uh, for, for the body of Christ, for the church. You guys continue to keep on in prayer, praying over your church, your church family, your church pastors and bishops and all of that, as well as continue to pray for our government, pray for the officials, continue to pray for the police officers because they are going through. Not all of them are bad officers. <laughs> Not all of them are, but it's unfortunate that those who work along with them are doing these kind of crazy things is, 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 you know, leaving a bad mark on the good guys. And it's really hard to establish or separate the good from the bad. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to do that now because of what's been going on, you know, in our country. But continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for our doctors and nurses out there because they're still got a full load of patients they got to deal with. They're still dealing with some uh, patients that are recuperating and recovering from the COVID-19. There's still a lot of issues still going on and, um, you know, in terms of the economic status and stuff. People still are without jobs and all of these things. And we cannot continue just to sit back and just like, oh, well, you know, life goes on. No, yeah, life is going on, but we got to do our part. Come on, especially the body of Christ. We got to continue to pray, 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 pray for our people, pray for, um, you know, for our community, pray, you know, um, for our land. And when we do that, you, you watch how God just starts to shift things around, you know, um, you know, for our, for our, for our, um, for our people, um, and for yourself as well. Right. So we're going to close up with a prayer. I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking this time out to listen to your girl right here. I truly, truly appreciate you so, 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 so very much. And of course, until my special guest to my brothers, you know what? I'm not even going to say special guests anymore because you already family. So hello to my brothers. Yay. What's going on? How you doing? Thank you so much for being here as well. And if you are listening to me for the first time, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope this was a blessing to you. And if you definitely want to hear more, go ahead and uh, check out some of the previous uh, episodes that I have posted out there and definitely subscribe and share this podcast to your sister friend um, so they can go ahead and be blessed by this as well. So until the next time, beloved, we will definitely come back together and we will talk some more. And I want you all to have a blessed and prosperous uh, day, evening, week, or weekend, depending on how you know what what you know what time you're listening to me. But Father God, we want to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for this platform. Thank you, oh God, that you had given me the opportunity to come on here one more time to bless my family here. And I pray that all is well with each and every one who is listening on the sound of my voice. Lord, you know the situations and the problems that they are going through right now, and and I know God that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ever ask or think. Lord, help us, oh God, to, you know, take that position to start cleaning house, to start cleaning our hearts and our minds and our and our emotions, everything that we've been dealing with for quite some time or things that, did, that we totally tried to just ignore on purpose. Help us, oh Lord, to give us the strength to endure and to tackle those situations because you already have the final, uh, you already have the plan established uh, to handle those issues that has been a strain and has been a problem uh, for some of us for quite some time. God, you have a plan already set for us, a plan to bless us, a plan that is going to take us to a next level, not to hurt us or cause any type of pain 
at all. Help us, O oh Lord, to, to believe in your word. Help us, O oh Lord, to be rooted and grounded in your word, God. So because, you know, as light goes on, the issues are still pouring in. The problems are still pouring in. A lot of us are still going through, O oh God. And we are, you know, we're trying our best to stay connected to you. Help us, O oh Lord, to stay right there with you because you will never leave us nor forsake us, as you said in your word. And we Definitely appreciate you being there and taking care of for, taking care of us and providing for us. But God, we give you praise, oh God. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this day. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.